Welcome to Dr. Lovely's Couch Cafe. It's your host, Dr. Lovely, here. Woo! Take two. I say take two because niggas. As I try to get my life right. Man. Okay. Jeremiah chapter four. I'm sorry, y'all. I had a... Single woman moment. Y'all don't understand how hard I've been battling being by myself here. It has been a fucking battle over the past week. I am trying my motherfucking best to keep my shit on some real faithful shit. And when I tell you, temptation is a bitch. It really is. Trying to stay strong and A place where you feel fucking emotionally vulnerable and not fuck up is real fucking hard because there's only so much shit I could take. Um, Nigga. Real shit. Nigga. So, so you just got to ask God to help you through it. Because nigga, nigga, man, this is not fucking easy. You feel what I'm saying? (sighs) Yeah, it ain't, it ain't easy at all. Temptation is a bitch. Real shit. Damn. Um. <sighs> Father, help me. <sighs> so a lot of shit you battle with. And being left alone 
isolated. For months, nigga. Yeah. Many months, my ass, years. Goddamn motherfucking years. Um. <clears throat> I think it's only so much anybody can handle. And this has been a very fucking trying um, situation. Oh, my God. And I think I'm, I'm close to breaking. Um, help me. Okay. Okay, so let's see what we got today. Uh, inspirational stuff. Nish, nish. Might be. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, I did that one already, and that was a real good one. Where we at with that? Okay, that was a good one. Because y'all fuck without a condom. Um. Or he allows you to see him walk around on the soft. Or because his friends calls you sis and he introduces you to his mom. Trust me, there's another woman that thinks she's the only one involved. That thinks she's the only one he talks to throughout the day and thinks she's the only one involved. That $10 cash app for coffee to start your day off ain't waking you up enough to see that your worth to him is the equivalent to a Chipotle bow. Nigga. A hookah lounge, a lemon drop. Ain't it funny how he talks to you throughout the day when he's at work, but when he gets in the house, his signal drops. I'm what happened when they don't talk to you at all throughout their day? Oh, nothing. I mean, you're not even special enough to get past his favorites when his phone is left on silent. You be delusional, believing in his lies, knowing he lying, putting them in your close friends like we don't know why you hide them. He be embarrassing. He be a waste of time. And why you waste time trying to get him to understand that you're more than just a sneaky link. More than a good morning text. More than the way you at or what you doing just for you to respond. And he replies with the empty response. You be... Ex- nigga, this nigga said with an empty response. 
That means you respond or you text and they never respond to you at all. That's an empty response. Damn. Nigga. Expressive. He be nonchalant. He don't take accountability even when he in a wrong and somehow you still. This nigga said he don't take accountability when he's in the wrong. Meaning, he don't apologize for his imperfections. Even when you know you wrong. I keep telling you these young niggas ain't, I mean, that these young niggas be on some real shit. Just saying. They'll let him have sex with you. Even after, even after on one, more than one occasion, he done had your pH balance questionable. That's it, man. Flipping his phone over every time he's around you, but over your shoulder every time someone texts you. Having women coming to you, sliding your DMs, coming to you as a woman messaging you. I mean, when you gonna understand, sis, that ain't your man, sis. You be taking them serious and he be taking advantage. You be communicating. Is that for relationships when you take a relationship serious and the person that you with don't take that relationship serious? Y'all hear me having these conversations, right? What does it mean by you taking it serious? That means you on point with it. Like you on red, you like, this is what I want. But they on some giving you mixed signals. Or checking in whenever they feel like checking in. Oh, talk to us. And he ain't understanding. You be talking to him in love languages and he be speaking in Spanish. Talking to love language. Love languages. You know, you talk love language when you you do certain things. Are you seeking certain things in response to the way you... What, the way love means to you or what love means to you? Because everybody has their own love language. The language is based on what you feel you should receive from your relationship or the person that loves you. Do you have the conversations about what your love language is? Do you even know what your what your significant other love language is? Do you even try to find out? This is where this is where he's going with it, right? He's basically saying you're in a relationship with someone. That's not in a relationship with you. So your expectations in that relationship is one way, but that person don't even see you as a partner. Ooh, he talking, niggas. He talking. You thought you found compatibility in a man that didn't even understand what companion is. I mean, you thought you was... Oh, nigga. Woo. Did you hear that? Oh, shit. You thought you had compatibility in a man that doesn't even know what companion is. It means that the person that you with don't even know what it means to be a companion. 
how are y'all compatible? Y'all on two different frequencies. Whew, talk niggas. You're going to find healing in somebody that was damaged. Love, you better than that. And you should know better than that. Make sure you find love within yourself before you ever go back. Ooh, talk to a nigga, goddamn. These little young niggas. These young niggas. Oh, come on now, goddamn. One last one. one last Before one. I begin, there's something you must understand. Unlike the rest of the poets you've heard so far, I am not some angry black man. Those who know me realize that I am not Afrocentric, nor am I militant. When I'm looking for a solution, I won't be crying for no revolution. But see, I heard the truth and dismissed it. Because I tried to remain eternally optimistic, but just missed it. So as I tried to remove the color-coded contact from my third eye, I realized the truth. That despite the multiple levels of human variety, my pigment is labeled me danger to society. But see, my grandfather never had the distinction of virtually driving a race to extinction. Come from on, Columbus nigga. and Plymouth Rock to Wounded Knee, you drove them to their grave. Stolen other people, stripped the culture, and turned them into slaves. And I don't recall inventing the internal combustion engine that has the ozone throbbing. Nor do I block legislation that could just fix the problem. And I ain't never shed no blood for no oil, nor do I test nukes that This nigga owes some real shit, nigga. This is when this is when this is when that history be kicking your ass. Cause you know he owes some real heavy shit. Hold on. Calls the ground to spoil. So how come when I walk down the street you look at me dirty? But the profile of a serial killer is white male in his 30s. And you won't find photographed and framed on my family tree no cold-blooded killers like Manson, Mussolini, Hitler, Kevorkian, oh, Gatling, Guillotine, and Domino. I still held in the event no atomic, hydrogen, or nuclear bomber. Night the night on the local news, my reputation's bruised. But who slaughtered all those Jews? Then vaporized those Asian lives because you was about to lose. But, but you clutch your purse when you see me personally on the corner stoop? Does this make sense to you? I think I understand why the sight of me stirs so much fear. Mm. It's that generational guilt given to you by your grandfathers. You feel it right here. And it's just sad that your psychology won't allow for a formal apology. Your ignorance has fostered your fear in me. Faltering your focus, making you the fool. So damn worried about me, you never see the signs. You'll see about to shoot up that school. Ooh. Or that sanctuary. Or that concert. You don't see my sisters clutching no purses. You also don't see me burning down no churches. So how come I'm always the victim of the bill of clubs you bewildered? And I ain't blew up no damn government buildings. Y'all remember that day? Flags half staff because of Timothy McVeigh? U.S. Army trained him, by the way. But you clutch your purse when you see me perched on the corner stoop? Does this make sense to you? What about Drew? Charles Drew discovered plasma, which perfected the blood transfusion. But how many times have I bled to death on your hospital steps because you was refusing? It seems your southern hospitality failed when this brother's discovery allowed for the collection and storage of blood on a larger scale. What about Daniel Hale? Daniel Hale Williams? See, this brother's patients didn't need no clergy. First successful open heart surgery. But when it was time to be tested and treated at Tuskegee, I was neglected. And my airmen, my airmen didn't lose that one damn plane they protected. And what did I get? My baby brother's beautiful brown body battered with bullets because he brandished a BB gun. And I still can't get no cab day or damn night. Then, then the U.S. uses power to tackle those who topple towers. But what about the Ebony Flower? Am I still three-fifths a man who's to avenge me for the terror I suffered at the hands of the Ku Klux Klan, but you must understand, I am not some angry black man. <laughs> Those who know me realize that I am not Afrocentric, nor am I militant. And when I'm looking for a solution, I won't be crying for no revolution. But you clutch your purse when you see me perched on the corner stoop? 
Does this make sense to you? See, I can do all other stuff too now, niggas. Goddamn. All right, now I'm ready. That was some heavy shit. But some real shit. Some rib some real heavy shit. Alright, let's get our lives together cause niggas niggas need to get their life together cause niggas niggas then went left. Now we going back right. But it be some real shit. I be trying real hard. And and whatnot and whatnot and whatnot. Last one. What you're saying that does is knowledge makes you more aware, but it makes yeah. you more angry. Because knowledge is a gift and a curse. When you go through life and you don't really know something, you really look at life a lot better. But when you start knowing life, you're irritated faster. You get irritated from how the, the young men on this planet move. You get irritated on how women respond to men. You get irritated when you understand gentrification. You get uh, irritated when you understand credit, how you've been played in the credit game. You get irritated when you find how BlackRock is buying all the homes in America, about 40% of all the homes by the year 2030. They're buying so many homes that they're only going to be renting you the homes mm. because most people don't have good credit. Then as you get older, most of y'all don't have life insurance. Yeah. Most of y'all don't have, you don't take care of your health. A lot of y'all don't think about how one day you might have a stroke or a heart attack and you don't have the necessary insurance to cover you to make sure that you... Basically, what he's saying is to obtain knowledge or to have knowledge is a gift and it's a curse. It's a gift, in essence, to know, right? But the curse is what you know. Because the more knowledge you have, the more frustrated you become because you begin to understand life around you differently. Well, the beautiful thing about knowledge, too, is the knowledge of God. And that knowledge changed your perspective and your trajectory and the world around you. So, for example, I had a conversation with someone today. I said, the more I read the Old Testament, the more you understand the black situation. For example, there's scriptures talking about how young men kill each other for shoes. And if you know how people will kill someone for a pair of Jordans, you understand that it's biblical. And understanding, right? When it talks about the hearts of... The children being turned away from the fathers and how mothers will turn the hearts of children away from their fathers. Those black issues, right? It's it's so deep. The fact that the things that we experience as black people in this nation is literally filled in the Bible. And nobody really knows it because we really don't read. And I had a conversation today with a mother she was talking to me about studying, you know, and the importance of that and teaching that. And I was saying to her all of these things that I've read and and um, 
These are not things that are discussed in the church because they don't know the connection between the children of Israel and the people in these communities. So reading them, because you know who you are, it begins to unfold and help you to understand why you see what you see in our communities. And that knowledge, to me, explains to me my struggle. When nobody else could tell me why I saw the things that I saw in my communities or we still see the things that we see in our community and what it is and why it is. But understanding there is an answer to what you see. niggas is a thing that helped me hold fast to the things that God show me and tell me even though niggas it be rough fighting through it trying to hold fast and trust in what you see so when I say trust in what I see when God shows me a person knowing that that person's character is beyond what I'm experiencing Who he is as a person is beyond what I see. And trusting in the word that God has shown me about the character of the person is what you call faith. Even when you're frustrated. Because the character of the person transcends the things that you see. Sorry, y'all. It's my iPad. I keep tapping it keep it keep uh turning off um God is greater than what we know, and there's a place that we can go in him where he can show you things that you don't expect to see, so even in the midst of the places where you're frustrated, you're holding to him. For what he shows you. And not everybody have access to that. Which is still. An amazing thing in itself. Father help me. Cause Nick. The delivery guy niggas. Today. Woo. The delivery guy. Okay so let's just get on. Yeah, the delivery guy. Damn. If you often return, if you will return, O Israel, says Jehovah, return unto me. And if you will put away your abominations out of my sight, then shall you not, then shall you not remove. I think it should say, then you shall not be removed. Because he was going, he's removing them from the place and you shall swear Jehovah lives in truth and in judgment and in righteousness and the nation shall bless themselves in him and in him shall they glory well what do you mean when you say 
you shall swear as Jehovah lives in truth. Well, what I mean is when you swear by the name of Jehovah and you swear in truth, not as now as they did, that it is written concerning you that they that if they say as Jehovah lives as the people say as Jehovah lives surely they shall swear falsely because they will be swearing falsely cuz you know they're not doing what they're supposed to do so if they're swearing by saying that they're doing what's correct then you already know what if they're not doing what is correct they're swearing falsely Nations will, what does it mean when you say nations will bless themselves with him? Well, if you do so, then nations will bless themselves with Israel. Every non-Hebrew will say to his sons, you shall be like so-and-so. The Hebrew basically saying, if you do wrong, you know you're going to be done just like they was done. You see how they was done? Niggas, the shit we deal with today, is there anything to celebrate? The negativity that we see, we celebrate negativity in our hoods. How do we celebrate negativity? Nigga, the motherfucking rap music. They, they glorify negative behavior. How was that good? How was the things that we see the destruction of our people and their degradation of themselves celebrated and uplift and on center stage is something positive bullshit that's what that's that's it right there they boast and praise in their negativeness come on another explanation of of it is However, who I mean, whoever is able to cleave to Israel will boast about the matter. Whoever is able to connect themselves. It's like people doing stuff for clout, but they're mimicking niggas. It's the same thing. It's to show like they down. But they really not, if they really had to live our life, they would choose not to do that. But it's really for them to feel a part of what you have. And them feeling a part of what you have is not for them to gain the whole lifestyle that you have to live in order to be who you are. We're just a fad to them. That's the only part they want. The parts that make them feel good or make them seem like they're good or accepted. But thus says Yehoah, to the men of Judah and Israel, break up your fellow follow, follow ground and sow not among thorns. What does it mean? And do not sow upon thorns. And let not your cry before me be from amidst wickedness. 
but from admits or admitst repentance. Don't cry out because of you being punished for your wickedness, but cry out because you really you're really sorrowful for what you did. That you shall that you shall not resemble any one sowing without plowing, and that turns into thorns. Imagine planting something, hoping to yield a good crop. But when they come forth, it's full of thorns. It's useless. It's nothing you can, you can't live off of thorns. Actually, what it's going to do is actually harm you more than it is actually going to help you. Circumcise yourself to Yehoah. And take away the foreskins of, of your heart. Ye men of Judah and inhabitants of Israel, lest my fury come forth like fire and burn that none can quench it because of the evil of your doings. Damn. Circumcise yourself to Jehovah before my anger comes like fire. This is like plowing before the sowing. And when you really mean plowing breaks up the soil. And it and the plow is pointy. So it's piercing the soil. And he's saying he don't want to to destroy us. But that destruction or that 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 pain is going to come. It's either going to be for your benefit and you're going to learn from it or it's going to be for your destruction. But it's better to move and operate from a place of respect and reverence than to have his fury come upon you. Because once that come upon you, ain't no turning back, baby. Declare ye in Judah and publish in Israel and say, blow ye the shofar in the land. Cry, gather together and say, assemble yourselves and let us go into the defense cities. What does it mean when it says the shofar? Well, it means to warn the inhabitants of the land. And the sound of the shofar means to flee, to run away. What does it mean to assemble yourselves? An expression of gathering. And there are many in the scriptures. Isaiah 31 and 4, although a bend of shepherds gather against him, they called after you in the band. Also, gather together against me. Set up the standard toward Zion. Retire. Stay not. For I will bring evil from the north and a great destruction. If you look at evil from the north being Europe that came upon these shores... Every land in the north, damn near every country in some degree, 
had its plant in taking control of America. Switzerland, Germany, Italy, UK. A whole bunch of other ones. The lion has come up from his thicket. And the destroyer of the other nations is on its way. Heck. The destroyer. If you don't understand the letters YT. YT. destroyed everything in this path then you'll understand exactly what I'm what 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 it's talking about of the other nations is on his way he has gone forth from his place to make your land desolate how did he make the land desolate not only did he kill the people but he robbed the land of resources And your cities will be laid waste without an inhabitant. For the for this gird you with sackcloth, lament and howl, for the fierce anger of Yehoah is not turned back from us. Father help us. Sackcloth was a sign of mourning. And the people mourned when they were not in their land. They would tear their clothes put ashes on their face and shave their, shave their heads ball. That was the official sign of mourning. And they would mourn until they returned into their homeland. And it shall come to pass at that day, says Jehovah, that the heart of the king shall perish and the heart of the princes and the priest shall be astonished, and the prophets shall wander. If your world is changed to the point where you don't even see it anymore, it's like someone taking you from this space and taking you to a whole country you know nothing about. Imagine what that would be like. And it shall come to pass. Oh, well, why would the princes or the rulers and the priests astonished? Like, dang. It's like seeing this country blew up or destroyed. And when you go everywhere, you're just like, damn, I can't believe this country is no longer the same anymore. Everywhere you look, Everything is destroyed. There's nothing left to remind you of the life that you used to have in that space. It's exactly the same thing. At that time, shall it be said to this people and to Israel, I'm sorry, Jerusalem, a dry wind of the high places of the wilderness 
toward the daughter of my people, not to fan nor to cleanse. Even a full wind from those places shall come unto me. Now also will I give sentence against him. Father, help us. Father, help us. There is nothing that can stop the wrath of God. Period. Nothing. Period. At that time it shall be said of this people, the wind has swept the small desert, small um, stream in the desert on the way of my daughter, of the daughter of my people, not to now. Let's see what now means. This is a word I've never seen before. now. is a technique from machine learning for learning a linear classifier from labeled examples. It is very similar to the perception algorithm. However, oh, this is a particular um a word. It's explaining the um the English variation or the Hebrew variation in English. And is not and is not to be cleansed. For this people concerning this people, when they are except shit, excelled, shit. <laughs> expelled or exiled, has swept the the small string, it sweeps even the fields with small streams of water to make them into a desert. Another explanation is an expression of thirst, which is translated to on the way of the daughter of my people. That wind will come and also not to when now the chaff from the threshing floor, meaning to blow the chaff from the threshing floor. Because chaff is real light. So the separation from the chaff and the wheat is the chaff is the outer shell of the wheat. The wheat is heavier, so it'll fall down, but the chaff goes flying across you know, space. And not to cleanse is referencing and not to cleanse grain does it come. This is to say not for a good, not for good 
but for evil to exile men, women, and children and livestock. So you're not being exiled because of something positive. You're being exiled because of your behavior. Even a full wind from those places shall come up unto me. And now also will I give sentence against them. Father. What does he mean by that? Full spirit. A full spirit means of these retributions shall come to me. A full spirit that I will not react and not repent. Meaning he does it wholeheartedly. And once he do it, there'll be no sorrow in him for what he has to do in order to get us to return back to what is correct. Debate. An expression of debating. Well, what do we debate? We debate what we know to be true. You can't have a debate or present information in a debate. That's false. The information you provide has to be sound for what you're arguing. So the information you present in a debate not only has the truth, but the information that you choose has to make your argument valid. So basically, <laughs> him saying that he too will debate with them, meaning he's going to make his point as to the reason why he decided to do what he did. And whatever it was, or the point that he makes has validity because the point that the, the people have has no weight. It has no validity. Behold, he shall come up as clouds, and his chariot shall be as a whirlwind, and his horses are swifter than angels. Woe unto us, for we are spoiled. Father God, help us. When you talk about the whirlwind, it means it's going to be really quick, speedily, because the whirlwind moves really fast. <sighs> and he's basically saying this is going to come on you so fast that you ain't even going to have time to prepare for what's to come. <laughs> it's going to be so quick, ain't nothing you can do to stop it. Even if you try it. And because it's going to be so quick, when it hits you, you're going to be like, oh my God. I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh, Jerusalem, wash your heart from wickedness that you may be saved. How long shall your vain thoughts lodge within you, Father God? How long will the things we think concerning God be vicious, I mean, be um beneficial to us because if he has an alt 
with the people in their unrighteousness. It's truly nothing you can do to actually prove your point in your actions. You have to succumb to what you've done in recognizing that truly we're in the wrong. Even though we didn't understand. Because there's no, there's still to some degree ignorance is bliss, but technically no. Because you have access to the understanding which is in the word. And most of us never read. I had a dialogue with the lady today talking to her about how I um read the scripture. No, it wasn't her. It was um the um entrance counselor for the program that I had signed up for. And I was he was saying that um he was reading the article and it was saying that um most people who call themselves Christian really don't read the word. And he said it was based on even age um, it was based on um certain ages read the scriptures more than others, so baby boomers read the most out of everybody. Then the next generation's gen Z they read more than the um generation X, and generation X <laughs> read more than the next generation, so each generation had less um interaction with studying the word. So I was telling him how I had started studying the language. And I said, I realized even in studying the language, I needed to really understand the basics, which was the alphabet because being disconnected to really understand and know what the alphabet are and what they represent, you still lose a lot of basic information. And I was saying that all of the time it takes for me to do some of this research um, is very time consuming. So if I'm doing all this studying to gain understanding, the basic scripture reading people still don't do. And because of that, they're devoid of really what God is, you know, asking of them. So each generation was studying less and less. And to be honest, um, as I said before, your spiritual life, um, when it comes to your mental health is critical for you to actually progress and do better, um, and for the people who have a faith, they actually do better at recovering and doing well versus people who have no faith. So it tells you that spirituality gives us something. It provides a benefit unto us that not being spiritual actually has. Oh, Israel, wash your heart from wickedness that you may be saved. How long shall you, your vain thoughts lodge within you? For the voice declares from Dan and publishes affliction from Mount Ephraim. For the voice proclaims from Dan, Jonathan paraphrases. Behold, the voice of the prophets prophesy that them that they 
will be exalted because they worship the calf that was in Dan in the city where the um, tribe of Dan dwell. And people bring bad tidings. Bringing bad tidings will come upon them because they subordinated themselves in the image of in the image that Micah erected on the mountain of the house of Ephraim. So pretty much what happened was the um you know they're supposed to go to the temple um during the during the feast during certain feast. So the the king was um frustrated because he thought he was going to lose the tribes to um the the kingdom of of Judah if they went to do sacrifices in Zion so he erected a bull and he appointed the kingdom of Dan to be the priest of the people and he changed it the um I don't know if this is him per se but this is one of the things I know that happened in Israel and they um that would change the the feast days so that they would keep them on different days and because God gave them specific instructions to follow them doing the opposite of what those instructions were for them to follow they sinned against God now next giving what I just told you and understanding what the New Testament represents. What does that tell you? It tells you that God gave the people something very distinct to do. And when they did the opposite of the distinction of what he told them to do, there were repercussions for it. Because he said they weren't supposed to change what he had given them. So not only did they change what he gave them, they added to it, right? And how did they add to it? Well, they changed the feast days or the appointed times. And then instead of having the Levitical priests over the sacrifices and making sure the people stayed um, righteous before God, they appointed another tribe as the priest. And these are things that God did not tell them to do. So now you understand. Um the frustration of God when we change anything that he tell us to do and if we make a decision to decide um um that well pretty much if you make a decision to decide you're going to alter what he told you to do when he literally said don't don't do that so we know that it's very important that we follow to the letter what God tell us to do um although the calves had already been expelled since the days of what's his name here now got dope Sennacherib Sennacherib 
their iniquity was still existing, meaning even though they threw away the the um or destroyed the bull, they continued on in the practices still anyway. Sin is harsh for it destroys before it and after it before it since the days of Abraham and it is still and it is stated um that he pursued until Dan as soon as he reached Dan he grew faint his strength was weakened for his children would in the future worship idols there and after it in the destruction of the temple as it is stated the voice proclaims from Dan so there is a breach in essence and the sins of the the people continued on generation after generation and what happened is you find that the next generation was worse than the previous generation which in essence their sins were even greater each generation make ye mention to the nations behold published against Israel I'm sorry, Jerusalem, and um, that Nazarene came from a far country and gave out their voice against the cities of Jerusalem. Those who will make a siege upon it, meaning they will set a parameter around the city. And pretty much what they did was starve them out. And set that parameter to the point where um, you didn't have no way out because they've completely surrounded the city. As keepers of a field, are they against her roundabout because she has been rebellious against me, says Jehovah? A field for she has rebelled against me she has provoked me um the precept is Deuteronomy 9 and 28 you have rebel you have been rebellious and provoking me to anger or wrath your way and your doings have procured these things unto you this is your wickedness because it is bitter because it reaches unto your heart, meaning um, it's bad that you do wrong. But when it sets in your heart, it means the intent is to purposefully do wrong. And when your heart is set on purposefully to do wrong, then your intent is valid in your eyes. And when your intent is, is valid in your eyes... It means you're beyond reproach, meaning um, 
you you have a likelihood not to change what you do because you feel valid in your actions. Destruction upon destruction is cried. For the whole land is spoiled. Suddenly are my tents spoiled. And my... Um... Sertations in a moment. How long shall I see the standard and hear the sound of the shofar, the warning? For my people are foolish. They have not known me. And you say, how could not the people know him? Because they knew of him. They were the seed of um, Israel. It's not like today where some of us just recently found these things out and we had no knowledge of them. But it's different for them, right? Because they had knowledge of these things, but they still made a conscious decision to do what was incorrect. And being that particular mindset, as I said before, when you make a conscious, you know, when you... um. I know I hate to use it again, but I it's just the easier way to do it. It's like knowing Christmas is wrong. And you consciously still celebrate it knowing that it's not correct. But because it's so commonplace, right? Because think about it. It's like those generations of idol worshipers. Even though they knew of God in a way that you never did and had access to their cultural practices in a way that you didn't, they still intentionally did what was incorrect. And having knowledge of your wrongdoing is even worse than you never knowing and doing it. Because when you have full knowledge of the wrongdoings that you do, it puts you in a higher status to be judged because you're not doing it in ignorance, which is what it would be if you didn't have any knowledge of it. But you're doing this in full strength, knowing that it's wrong, which is way worse in the eyesight of God. Behold the mountains, and lo, they trembled, and all the hills moved lightly. I beheld, and lo, there was no man, and all the birds of the heavens were fed, fled. I beheld, and lo, the fruit place, fruitful places was a wilderness, meaning... Even the crops or the things that was around that had life no longer had life. It's like watching a green pasture completely turn into dry grass out of nowhere. And then all of a sudden, the place where things flourished, it no longer flourishes. And all the cities thereof are broken down. At the presence of Yehovah and by his fierce anger. For thus says Yehovah, 
the whole land shall be desolate. Yet will I not make a full end of it. That's how you know Israel is not the place. Because it says the whole land shall be desolate. For this shall the earth mourn, and the heavens above be black, because I have spoken it. I have purposed it, and I will not repent, neither will I turn back from it. Now, I know you say, nigga woman, how you say America is the land of Israel when places is still having stuff that grow there? Well, we do have deserts. We have one of the biggest deserts um, here that nothing is growing in. The whole city shall flee for the noises of the herdsmen and bowmen. They shall go into thickets and climb upon the rocks. Every city shall be forsaken and not a man dwell therein. And when you are spoiled, what will you do? Though you clothe yourself in crimson, Though you deck yourself with ornaments of gold, though you rent your face with painting, that definitely sound exactly like natives, that they painted their faces. In vain shall you make yourself fair, and your lovers will despise you. They will seek your life. For I have heard a voice as a woman in travail and in labor and the anguish as of her that brings forth her first child. The voice of the daughter of Zion that bewails herself, that cries out, that spreads her hands saying, woe is me now. For my soul is worried because of murderers. Father God in heaven. What do you want us to understand in this? Surely. Surely. It's time to take ye. Run ye to the. And fro. Through the streets of Jerusalem. And see now. And know. And seek. In the broad places thereof, if you can find a man, if there be any that execute judgment, that seeks the truth, and I will pardon it. He is pleading and saying, if you find just one man that walk in righteousness and that actually walks in appropriate judgment. He would spare the city. Wow. And that tells you so much that God is willing to pardon the people, even for one person. All he needed was that there was one person that walked in righteousness. And though they say, Yehoah lives, surely they swear falsely. Father, 
as God lives. Oh, Yehoah, are not your eyes upon the truth? You have stricken them, but they have not grieved. You have consumed them, but they have not refused to receive correction. And they have made their faces harder than a rock, Father. And they have refused to return. going to die. Therefore, I said, surely these are poor. They are foolish, for they know not the way of Yahweh, nor the judgments of their Elohim. I will get me unto the great men, and will speak unto them, for they have known the way of Yahweh, and the judgments of their Elohim. But these have altogether broken the yoke and burst the bonds. Father, help us. They will hearken, but I did not avail. And they two together broke the yoke of the Holy One. Blessed be he of them. Therefore, a lion from the forest smote them. A wolf of the desert spoiled them. A leopard hastened upon their cities. Anyone who comes out of them shall be torn to pieces for their transgressions are many their backslidings are increased the lion is Babylon the wolf is the Medes and Persians the leopard is Greece and shall be torn to pieces is Edom and we do know that Edom right the 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 Romans are Edom. <laughs> the wolf in the desert is an expression of plans and pits. The who? Yes. Talk to me now, goddamn. Woo. I'm sorry. I just got what I was looking for. The wolf of the deserts, right? Is an expression of plans and pits, meaning they set up a trap. These nations set up traps for the people who hasten. Associ- uh, associates it with an expression of watching to watch my doors daily and Jonathan rendered it. As an expression of lying in wait. Whoo. That New Testament is something. We gonna keep moving. 
Shall I forgive you for this? Your children have forsaken me. And they swore by no gods. Where I stated. I'm sorry. Where I sat. Sat it. Seated. Them. And they committed adultery. And they band together. In the horse of a harlot. I'm sorry. In the house of a harlot. Like armed stallions. They would arise early. They would not they would they would nay each one over his friend's house, Father, shall I not punish for these things as Yehoah for or for a nation such as this shall my soul be weak? Or shall my soul not wreak vengeance? Yes, it shall. Ascend it upon its rose and destroy. But make no complete end. Remove its roots. For they have. For they are not Jehovah's. For the house of Israel and the house of Judah have dealt treacherously with me. Say Jehovah, he said that our ancestors dealt with him treacherously. That's deceitful and disrespectful. For the house, I'm sorry, they denied Jehovah and said, "It is not he, and no evil will befall us." Neither will we see the sword or famine. Father. After he rendered his judgment, he said what they was going to deal with. Basically what they said. Nigga, stop tripping. Ain't nothing going to happen to us. None of this stuff is going to happen. So, go on about your business. We'll be all right. It's like telling someone you see something coming and then you tell them. And then they don't listen. And then it happens. And then they looking at you sideways like... You wished it on them, but you don't. We don't realize the judgment judgment of God is so great because we have a misunderstanding of how he operates. Therefore, this is why we read the prophets, as I always say, so we can understand the mind of God and his issues with his people. So says... Because you have spoken this word. Behold, I will put my words in your mouth as fire. And this people shall be wood. And it shall be consumed. So you already know what fire does to wood. And if the wood is dry, it will consume it quicker. Behold, I bring upon you the nations from afar. O house of Israel, says Jehovah, it is a mighty nation. It is an ancient nation, a nation whose language you will not know, and you will not understand what he will speak. 
His quiver is like an open grave. All of them are mighty men. A quiver is a place that you put your arrows in. It's like a little pouch that they put the arrows in. And he will devour your harvest and your bread. And they will devour your sons and your daughters. And he will devour your flocks and your cattle. And he will devour your vine and your fig trees. And he will impoverish your fortified cities upon which you rely with the sword. Father, Father God. And so in those days, says Jehovah, I will not make an end to you. Meaning, I'm going to deal with you, but I'm not going to completely destroy you. And it will be that you will say, for what reason has Jehovah our Elohim done all this to us. You shall say to them, as you have forsaken me and worship foreign gods in your land, so shall you serve strangers in a land that is not yours. Till this, tell this in the house of Jacob and make it Heard in Judah saying, hearken to this foolish people without understanding. Father, he called us stupid and ignorant. Basically, right? They have eyes, yet they see not. They have ears, yet they hear not. Do you understand the concept of foolish and ignorant? Or stupid and ignorant. Because you have eyes. To allow you to see. But you still can't see the truth. And you have ears. To help you understand. But you still can't comprehend. What you're doing incorrectly. So when you really. Put it all together. In ignorance. And stupidity. We keep doing the same shit over and over again and not truly understanding that God is going to get what he wants out of us. It will either be from a positive perspective or a negative one. And the best benefit for us is to do the correct thing so that we won't have to experience the negative. But we're so fucking stupid that we will refuse to do the correct thing because we're going to justify it in our own understanding. Will you not fear me, says Jehovah, or do you not quake from before me? <sighs> do you, are you not afraid? Do you think you can keep doing what you want and you think you're going to get away with it? Do you not understand that the punishment will continue to get worse? The, the, the more the punishment gets or the worse this thing is upon us, each step was going to be worse. 
It'll go from one thing to another thing to the point where you get sick. And then from sickness, he'll take your life. For I made sand a boundary for the sea. An everlasting ordinance. Which it cannot pass. And its waves toss themselves. Yet it cannot prevail. And its waves roar. But they do not pass it. Basically, he's giving you the basic principle. That the sand is there. But no matter what, the water will not overtake or go past where it's supposed to be. It's going to always go where it was designed to go. And it will never go past where it's supposed to be. No matter what. Because it was designed that way. So if you were designed to be a particular way, and you do the opposite of what you were designed, you're not walking in the proper function that you were created to be. And when you're outside the natural order of what it is, then there's going to be repercussions. So anytime you find that the ocean or the waves going past where it's supposed to be, do you know what happens? It's always destruction. When the because that's the only time it passes the wave is when a tsunami shit tsunami comes, and when a tsunami hits, is destruction everywhere. So if it's operating in this natural order, you have um, sustainability. But as soon as it goes past what it was designed to do, it's always destruction. That's the best way to explain it. And this people had a revolting and rebellious heart. They turned away and they are gone. And they did not say in their heart, let us now fear Jehovah, our God, who gives rain, the early rain and the latter rain in its time. The weeks of the laws of harvest he keeps for us. Your iniquities have brought these about and your sins have withheld the good from you for wicked men are found in my people. They lie in wait as a trap bites. They situation in a bombish. I'm sorry. They situation or the situation in a, in an ambush they catch people. As the cage is full, so are their houses full of deceit thereof. They have become great and they have become rich. They have become fat and they have become thick. Also, they have transgressed in deeds of wickedness. They did not plead the case of an orphan that they prosper and the judgment of the poor that they did not judge.
basically what he's saying is you became so wealthy or well to do that even in your wealth, you saw the needs of the people around you and you refuse to assist those people in any way. Is looking at poverty and not having a heart to want to help someone. He's calling out the people's issues and his issues for them and the sins that they had before him. So if we still take it back to Deuteronomy 28, he's telling them what the blessings with the people are based on them turning away from what they were doing incorrectly and what they will inherit for what they will do correct. And he's also telling them the curses that inhabit them for doing incorrect things. Shall I not punish for these, says Jehovah? For such a nation shall my soul not take vengeance. He's saying, seeing your wrongness and knowing what you're doing is incorrect. Should he not deal with you in the place of your wrongness? Shall he supposed to see it and not say shit? It's like any parent see their kid going wrong way. And you keep trying to plead with them to do what's correct. Well, most of the parents, they always say this to me. Um, they, they be like, oh, well, I don't want my kids. But when I feel like I just keep saying the same thing over and over again, then I have no choice and that's just what I got to do. But if you never chastise your child and you come, you constantly keep threatening them, they get in their mind that there's nothing you're going to do. All you keep doing is just threatening me. You're never going to follow through. And when you finally do, it has no weight. Because all the other times they got off with something. Okay, so there's one particular time that you decided to act on what you threat, or you you decide to act on your threats. It has no weight because you never correct them any other time. So to them, this one time don't mean anything because you've given more empty threats. Then you actually dealt with them about their behavior. So it has no weight. It really, it has no weight, period. If you constantly threaten a child and you just never follow through what you say you're going to do. They don't have no respect for you. So therefore, they're just going to keep doing what they want to do. The prophets have prophesied falsely and the priests govern after them. And my people love it. My people love to have it so. Now what shall you do in the end thereof? So basically he's saying. Since. There's nothing I've said to make you change your mind. You're going to keep doing what you want to do. So when the judgment come upon you. 
you didn't care about none of the stuff that was being done. So when it happened, what are you going to say? What do you, what do I have to say to you then? Because that's only when you're going to want to talk to me. That's when you're only going to listen to what I've said. But once my judgment go forth, there's nothing I'm going to do to turn it around. So you just going to have to deal with what you dealt with that comes upon you. It's just going to be it's just going to be what it's going to be. So last chapter. Gather the sons of Benjamin from the midst of Jerusalem and then the Ooh, I got to look that word up. Tekoa, sound the shofar, and over bet, hakem, rise a standard, raise a standard, for evil is visible from the north and the great calamity. The comely and the delicate one have I destroyed, Father, O daughter of Zion. Shepherds and their flocks shall come to her. And they have pitched tents around her. They have fed bare, each one in his place. Prepare war against her. Arise and let us go up at noontime. Woe is to us, for the day has passed. For the shadows of the evening are stretched out. Arise and let us go up at night and let us destroy her palaces. For so says Yehoah Savaot, cut the trees and cast on Yerusalem the siege of Mount Nigga. The Siege of Mound. Now, where the hell is a whole bunch of mounds at? Hmm. All right. I tell you what. I tell you what. Ain't no damn mounds nowhere outside of the U.S. No, not many really, nigga. It might be a few, but majority of the mounds... Are definitely found in the Americas, especially in North America. I just want to say, I just want to say. I need to snapshot that for a minute. Hold on one second, my niche. Because I'm finna dig. Hold that. Let me send that to the homie real quick. Let me send it. Forget it, I'll send it later. Because it ain't acting right right now. This is the city whose sin have been visited upon her. Everywhere there is oppression 
in its midst. As well, let its water flow. As well, let its, let its water flow. So has she let her evil flow. Violence and spoil is heard therein before me continually. Sickness and wounds. Talk to us. Talk to us. Please, Father. Please, Father, help us. Help us. Help us. Be corrected, O Jerusalem. Least my soul be alleviated from you. Least I make you a desolation, a land of inhabited. So says Yehoah Sabaoth. They shall thoroughly glean like a vine the remnant of Israel. Return your hand as a vintager over the branches. To whom shall I speak and warn that they shall hearken? Behold, their ear is clogged. You already know how we are. Well, here. You can't get us to listen or do nothing. And they cannot listen. Behold, the word of Jehovah was a disgrace to them. They desire it. Therefore, I am full of fury of Jehovah. I am weary of containing it. It pour out it poured out upon the babies in the street and upon the assembly of young men together. For men for a man with a woman shall be seized, an old man with one of full of days, an older person is what he said. Their houses shall be turned over to others. Meaning everything that you had, that you set and put together, somebody's going to take it and it won't be yours no more. They're going to take control of everything you have. And there's nothing you'll have left for yourself. They're going to put you out your own shit. That's pretty much what they're saying. Far from the smallest to the greatest. They all commit robbery, and from prophet to priest, they all deal falsely. And they healed the branch of my people easily, saying, peace, peace, but there is no peace. They shall put to shame since they have committed abominations. Neither are they ashamed, nor do they know to feel disgrace. Meaning the things that they do to you, they won't feel sorry for. They're just going to run you over and do you incorrectly. 
and have no sorry for heart. You always hear me talking about the things that we do to other people and we don't make corrections about some of the things we do. And it's because of us doing these things, God turns that very thing that you do back on you. The negativity that you give out, it returns unto you. Pay attention to the calamity in your life and your actions towards others to see if the things that you do to other people, if that happens to you worse than what you've done. And if so, you already know how God is dealing with you. Talk to me. They will, therefore, fall among the slain at the time I have visited upon them. They shall stumble, says Jehovah. So says Jehovah. Stand on the roads and see and ask the path of old, which is the good way. And go on it and find rest for your soul. And they say, We will not go. Standing on the path of old is walking in the principles God gave to Moses. Keeping those principles the way he told our ancestors to do. But the people say, I won't do that. You already know people who grew up in the Christian church continue on doing the very thing that they do in the church. And when you tell them something different, what do they say? I'm not doing it. And I have sustained outlooks over you. Hearken to the sound of the shofar. And they said, we will not listen. Listen to the warning signs. But they're going to say, I'm not listening. I don't care what you say. Even if it keep happening to me, I'm going to still do what I want to do. I don't care what God said. I'm going to keep doing what I want to do. And it doesn't matter. Even if I'm experiencing this hardship, even if no matter how I keep trying to do the correct thing, no, fuck that. That's not what they're doing. Even though I'm going to keep doing the wrong thing and I'm getting punished for the things that I do wrong, I don't care that I'm being punished for the wrong things I'm doing. I'm going to still keep doing what I want to do. But God is saying, there's only so much grace you'll have till one day he takes your life or calls sickness upon you. And you might already be dealing with sickness. But if it's light sickness, what's going to happen when the sickness get worse? Because the next step will be to take your life. 
You don't think God will take your life. Let's keep reading. Hearken, O earth, behold, I will, I bring evil to this people. The fruit of their thoughts. For they did not hearken to my words. And they reject my instruction. Father, help us. To follow your instruction, to take heed to your warnings and walk in your precepts. Why do I need the frankincense that comes from Siba and the good cane from a distant country? Your burnt offerings are not acceptable and your sacrifices are not are not pleasant to me. I don't want nothing from you. Because there is nothing you can give me in this state. Therefore says. Yehovah. Behold. I give this people stumbling blocks. Whew. Niggas if you don't understand Christianity as a stumbling block. I don't know what to say. And both fathers and sons together will stumble upon them, a neighbor and his companion, and they shall perish. So says Jehovah, behold, a people is coming from the Northland and a great nation will be aroused from the ends of the earth. They will grasp bow and spears They are cruel and have no compassion. Their voices roar like the sea. And they ride on horses equipped like a man of war upon you. O daughter of Zion, we have heard his report. Our hands have become feeble, tremble as grasp us in pain as a woman in travail. Do you not understand when a woman going to to labor? And every time the labor pain hits her hand, she want to grab hold of something and her hands become strong. But that which is she's holding on to become weeks because she grabbed that hand so strong and squeeze because that pain is so heavy. The pain of bearing a child is nothing that you can explain. It is an excruciating pain. Oh my God. Go forth. Go not forth unto the field. And on the road do not go. For the enemy has a sword. And there is fear all around. O daughter of my people, gird yourself with sackcloth and roll in ashes. Make yourself a mourning as for an only child, a bitter lamentation. Bitter lamentation. A lamentation is when you lament. You are sorrowful and, 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 and everything around you is, is in a place where you have no security. And that is a worse place to be. For suddenly the plunder will come upon us. And I have made you the strong one. 
and the fortress of my people, and you shall know the test their way. You shall know and test their way. They are all extremely perverse. Father God in heaven, do we not understand the people around us are extremely perverse? You're talking about a perversion where you take the strongest man and you sodomize him in order to break him so that his woman will look at him differently. You're talking about a perverse people, huh? That feed your children with perversions that make them walk around degrading themselves, showing everything in sight and having no shame about the way they walk around. You talking about a people of perversion that told your children that they can pick their gender and decide whether or not they are a boy or a girl at an age where they don't even understand or comprehend who the fuck they are, let alone can make such harsh and rational, um, irrational, um, make rational judgments. When they tell children that they are old enough to make the decisions for themselves, even though they're still too young to vote or buy cigarettes or alcohol, but they can sign their own medical documents. You talking about a perverse people that feed your children every day to make young girls and young boys think they grown and they dress up like an adult when old nasty men are looking at them. Excuse me. You talking about perversion when they want to have sex with very young children, but they have they have covert um, ideologies and principles where they mask things in order to push their agendas. You talking about perversion? You talking about perversion? When they use subliminal messaging across the airways and your music to make your sons kill each other and think that's okay. To use drugs every day and party like rock stars. We talking about perversion here. Father, help us. They are all extremely perverse. Going tail bearing like copper and iron, they are all destructive. Turning away from the road to perversion, turning away from the right path. Right? That's what perverse means. Tail bearing between copper and iron, they introduce hatred between two princes. Or 
leaders who have the power to provoke one another that they that is what I heard but I say they are tail bearers and they are as strong as copper and iron to mountain I'm sorry to maintain their falsehood is an expression of guile guile is um let me see the best way to exp- explain it it's it's sly or a cunning um way of of manipulating someone they go with guile as one makes copper and iron as an expression of a plot they are plotting against him to slay him and the guile guile right Because, you know, copper and iron don't mix. But when you think about... um, The best way to explain it is kind of how they... They go in places to cause the people or the inhabitants to fight with one another. Where they didn't have a discontention before, they plant seeds. And in planting those seeds, they cause the nation to begin to fight against other against itself and everywhere they have been there have been destruction and fighting and infighting in order to subdue come on here now the billows is heated from the fire and a billow is like something it's that little accordion thing that they press to to Increase the fire and make it burn even stronger. And the land is consumed. In vain does the founder refine. And the wicked ones have not been separated. Refuse silver have men called them. For Jehovah has rejected them which cannot be refined with any toil because refused silver have men collected them. It's unrefined. It hasn't been burned. The impurities haven't been burned off for Yahor has rejected it. What can we do with silver that's not refined? It has to be refined. It has to be burned in order to um, to be utilized, you can't use silver that's not refined. It has to be um, purified, and the only way to purify metal is to burn it at high temperatures. And that's the end of um, chapter six. Whew. I tell you what, Father, help us. Help us walk in the path of righteousness that it not, you know, cause us to slip. Because if we keep, keep when I keep, it's like God preparing us, giving us understanding what we need to be in righteousness. Because if we don't, what is to come, what is to come upon us is definitely going to be. 
something very bad if we don't prepare ourselves before it happens. And he's giving us the opportunity through the the um, mistakes of our forefathers in order to get it right before it actually goes down. And it's going to be for those that take heed to make the changes right now that will be protected. And if we don't, we won't have any protection. So as y'all think about this tonight, um, I would just say keep praying to God for understanding and wisdom and for him to help you to walk in righteousness to be obedient, to stand the test of the shaitan when he comes to test us, that we walk in, you know, obedience. Um, I say shalom, 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 whichever one you choose. Much love and respect. I'm tired. I'm go to bed at 12 o'clock. Much love. Love y'all. We'll see you tomorrow when we go over 7, 8, and 9. Peace, family.